Have you ever had the hiccups? Do you know what caused them or how to cure them? In this episode, we'll describe what's happening in the body when you have hiccups, what may trigger them, and more than two dozen ways you can try to make them stop. Join us. I'm Professor Megan. I'm Professor Susan. And we're your Your nutrition nutrition profs. We are registered dietitians and college professors who have taught more than 10,000 students about health and nutrition. We have answered a lot of questions about nutrition over the years. Some questions we get asked every year, and some are rarely asked, but very interesting. We are here to share our answers to these common and uncommon nutrition questions with you. So bring your curiosity and let's get started. Welcome to our class. Welcome. Today we're going to talk about something that has afflicted all of us at some time or another, hiccups. From fetuses to the elderly, we all get hiccups sometimes. Even my dog has had hiccups. Really? Yeah. When he was a puppy, he got hiccups a lot. It was really cute. You know, I've never noticed. I don't think my dogs have had hiccups or... Maybe you know. maybe it's a puppy thing. Maybe. I, I remember him being like 10 pounds and hiccuping and now oh. he's 70 and doesn't. <laughs> all right. So the question we'll answer today are number one, what triggers hiccups? And number two, is there anything that works to stop them once they've started? You know, instead of calling them hiccups, we could use the sciencey word for hiccups. It's singultus. It's from the Latin singult, which literally means the act of catching one's breath while sobbing. That's perfect. But I don't know. Sing, single, singultus? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that's nice, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to... I'm just going to stick with hiccups. <laughs> Sounds good. I always get hiccups at the most inopportune times, like... When I'm about to make a presentation and um, certainly when I drink too fast, especially if something is cold and fizzy. Oh, carbonation can definitely do that to me too. Our professor friend, Barb, she taught communication for several years. She was telling us about how some of her students get hiccups, right? Yeah, right right before a speech usually or even during a speech. I think we asked her what she usually does and she goes, I just ignored it. (laughs) (laughs) She's great. She's a good teacher. (laughs) So in order to have a hiccup, two things have to happen. The first thing is the diaphragm, which is the muscle that splits your abdomen into upper and lower. Like the upper part is your chest and lungs and the lower part is your stomach. That diaphragm normally drops a little bit with an inhale and rises during an exhale to help push air out of the lungs. So when a hiccup happens, the diaphragm has a very sharp contraction or a spasm and it drops quickly and that makes you suck in air really fast and that causes the hick sound. At the same time, the space between the vocal cords has to close and it closes to stop more air coming into the lungs and this closing causes the cup sound. That is so interesting. I know, right? I love that. Well, the good news about hiccups is they're not dangerous, but they are completely involuntary. You can't make yourself hiccup. Hiccups are fairly common during pregnancy, but overall men tend to have hiccups more than women. And when they have them, they tend to last for a little bit longer. You know, scientists also aren't sure why we get them in the first place. The main theory though, is that somehow nerves get stimulated and that's the cause. 
there's the phrenic nerve, and the phrenic nerve connects the neck to the diaphragm, and the vagus nerve connects the brain to the heart, lungs, and digestive tract. And the stimulation of one or both of these nerves is most likely what causes hiccups. That makes perfect sense. The vagus nerve receives a lot of information from the lungs and digestive tract and relays it to the brain. And the phrenic nerve sends information to the diaphragm, telling it when and how to contract. Exactly. Everybody gets hiccups. Mild hiccups usually only last a few minutes, but they can last for a few days. Persistent hiccups last longer than two days. And intractable hiccups last much longer than two days, sometimes a few months or more. About 5,000 people are hospitalized for hiccups every year, and most have been hiccuping for more than 48 hours. It's interesting that you say that. I actually saw a patient at the hospital once with persistent hiccups. I can't really recall why he was there. He was there for some reason other than the hiccups. I think maybe he'd had a stroke, but he had had hiccups, I think, for four days. Oh, I'm, I've never had them for that long. I've never had them more than, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes? Yeah, maybe. I, I kind of forget about them sometimes after I have them. Absolutely. Hiccups can interfere with sleeping, eating, and communicating. Persistent or intractable hiccups might be a symptom of a more serious condition, especially if you have other symptoms at the same time, like headaches or numbness or trouble keeping your balance. Okay, so what do you think is the longest known bout of hiccups? Mm, I don't know, six months? No. What? According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the longest bout of hiccups ever recorded was 68 years. 68, 68 years. years? Oh my gosh. So the the, the poor gentleman, uh, <laughs> Charles Osborne, was from a small town in Iowa, and he had 20 to 40 hiccups per minute. So that's an estimated 430 million hiccups during that time. Poor man, oh my. He got the hiccups in 1922 and they lasted until 1990. I can't even imagine. I can't either. That sounds terrible. So apparently they started in 1922 when he was helping to lift a 350 pound hog for butchering and he dropped it and he fell. And doctors think he probably hit his head and maybe broke a blood vessel, and the hiccups started. He saw several doctors over the years, tried everything to get rid of them without any relief. But he was able to figure out a way to live with them, though. He married twice and had eight children. Oh, good for him. (laughs) All while hiccuping 20 to 40 times a minute. Wow, good for him. And then incredibly, they stopped on their own when he was 96 years old. Wow. Yeah, unfortunately, he didn't really get to enjoy that time. He um, he died a few months later in 1991 at age 97. Wow, but man, can you imagine those few months without hiccups? How What, what bliss that would have been. <laughs> true, very true. <laughs> I, I suppose there weren't very many medical cures at that time. I'm sure there weren't. Yeah. Uh, but nowadays, if you have hiccups lasting more than two days you should definitely see a doctor. It could be a symptom of a disease like brain damage from a stroke or tumor, um, like the patient that I saw. Um, Another man with intractable hiccups named Christopher Sands had hiccups for 27 months from 2007 to 2009. I mean, it's not 68 years. It's not, but... But that's a long time. That's still terrible. I think more than two days I'd be over it. For sure. So he hiccuped every two seconds for 12 hours a day. Wow. 
and they found he had a brain tumor pushing on the phrenic nerve. Once the tumor was removed, the hiccups stopped. Wow. The moral of that story is go see the doctor if you have hiccups for a long time. (laughs) Intractable hiccups can also be caused by inflammation of the esophagus, and that can happen if you have acid reflux or other GI disorders. It can also occur because of pneumonia or pancreatitis, hepatitis, bronchitis, almost any other itis, (laughs) or asthma, or an overactive thyroid gland. Or pleurisy, which is an inflammation of the membrane surrounding the lungs, hiatal hernias, intestinal ulcers, even organ failure can all be potential causes. Persistent or intractable hiccups can also be a side effect of having anesthesia. Some medications like narcotics or steroids or chemo drugs can cause hiccups. And interestingly, chewing nicotine gum. Wow, that is so interesting. What do they recommend for that? Well, for any of the medical conditions, once they've identified and treated the condition, like removing Mr. Sand's tumor, mm-hmm. the hiccup should disappear. Sometimes those that are going to have surgery will be given a drug before they're anesthetized, and that reduces the chances of developing persistent hiccups afterwards. Sometimes if it's caused by a medication, they might have to change it. They may have to change the dosage or try a different med for what you're trying to achieve. And if you're trying to quit smoking and the nicotine gum gives you hiccups, you might have to do a different route to smoking cessation, behavior modification or something like that. I wonder what the physiology is with that. Like why would nicotine gum? I couldn't find anything, but there's probably something out there, but yeah, I don't know. There are a few drugs available now that helped, drugs like Thorazine, some anti-convulsant agents, and even ketamine. But these drugs have their own side effects, and so doctors, I think, are a little reluctant to give you those if, if hiccups is your only issue. Another interesting story about hiccups comes from my own family. So I have a family member. She has an implanted defibrillator device for her heart. It's supposed to like shock her heart if she starts to go into fibrillation. And sometimes when she lays a certain way in bed, the leads of her device stimulate the phrenic nerve and she'll have hiccups for several hours and she won't be able to sleep. The doctor said it's something about where the leads are for her device and her particular anatomy. I think the hope is that eventually the leads will move around a little bit and this issue will go away on its own. But for my family member, they haven't really given her a specific recommendation except when she has these hiccups to try laying another way. Helpful. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. The good news is it doesn't happen often, but when it does it can be really frustrating for her. And more good news for the general public is that persistent and intractable hiccups are very rare. But what triggers the hiccups in people without underlying medical conditions? Mild hiccups that we all experience. And is there anything that we can do to stop them once they start? Let's talk about some common triggers. Many have to do with eating or drinking, such as eating or drinking too fast or too much or consuming too many carbonated beverages or alcohol or maybe beverages that are either very hot or very cold, consuming spicy foods, which can exacerbate GERD or acid reflux or other GI problems. We'll do a whole episode on GERD, so stay tuned. Other triggers don't necessarily involve food or drink, but they include smoking, sudden temperature changes, 
overstretching your neck. That's interesting. I had never heard of before. Me either. Uh, Stress, of course, and inhaling toxic fumes, which I think is bad under any circumstance. Absolutely. If if hiccups (laughs) is the only thing you get from inhaling toxic fumes, then... (laughs) That might be, yeah, exactly. It might be a good thing. Since most of us can't avoid all of these triggers, we'll all get hiccups at some point. We found many, many suggestions (laughs) for getting rid of them quickly. The bad news is that most of them either don't work or at least they don't work consistently. Because we've been having hiccups probably since humans evolved, there are some really interested and creative ideas about causes and cures. There's one story about the playwright Aristophanes in about 500 BC. He was nervous to give a speech and he got hiccups. Oh, like like our professor yeah, friend said. Like Interesting. Students. So he turned to a well-known physician and said, quote, either you have to make my speech or cure my hiccups, end quote. Apparently, the doctor told him to hold his breath and drink some water. And he said, if that doesn't work, tickle your nose with a feather. If you sneeze one to two times, even the most violent hiccup is sure to go. I don't know if it worked. I don't know if his hiccups went away or even if it made his speech. I'd love to know. (laughs) All right. In folklore, one of the main causes of hiccups revolves around demonic possession. In medieval times, Hiccups were thought to be caused by elves, not the Keebler kind <laughs> or the sexy Lord of the Rings kind, Ooh. but the demon kind. So they required an exorcism. Several different cures are related to this whole idea of demonic possession. In 10th century England, it was recommended that you would sing a religious song as a way to get rid of the hiccups. Or you were to prepare a salve of herbs, draw a cross or two, and sing a religious verse in Latin. That was considered the best way at the time. Mm. But you needed to know Latin. Ooh. And if you don't know Latin, then you should spit on your right forefinger, make a cross on the front of your left shoe, and say the Lord's Prayer backward. Oh my gosh, I'd be in trouble. I don't know Latin, and I don't think I could say the Lord's Prayer backwards I could either. not either. That would take <laughs> not some... Not without writing it down and reading it. <laughs> that would take some work. <laughs> Um, In 16th century Scotland, it was suggested that you hold your chin with your right hand while singing a gospel. And another early English remedy was to pull your ring finger since it's supposedly linked to God. This is also why scaring a person to stop hiccups is so popular. It's to get the demon to escape or the demon becomes scared to death by your... Scary friend. (laughs) (laughs) And hiccups are cured. Awesome. Another common cause of hiccups in folklore is the outside party. Someone is either missing you. Most of the world believes that. Oh, my grandmother. If if I got the hiccups, she'd be like, somebody's missing you. Really? Yeah. It was... Oh, that's sweet. Maybe it was her. (laughs) So if they're not missing you, they might be gossiping about you if you're in Hungary. I don't like that. Or they might be complaining about you if you're in ancient Greece. (laughs) This is where a lot of those distractive therapies come in. The idea is that if you think hard enough about something else, you'll forget all about your hiccups and they'll go away. In folklore... Once you thought through all of your friends and family and you hit on whoever was missing, gossiping, or complaining about you, your hiccups would cease. There are a couple of other cures from other places along these same lines. If you're in West Ireland and you get the hiccups, they say, visualize a green cow grazing in a blue field and you're cured. Wow. In Japan, 
they say to have someone ask you an unpredictable question. And since you're thinking about the question and the answer, you're distracted and your hiccups are gone. Or, and I have no idea where this one came from, but you're supposed to visualize seven bald-headed men. Why, why bald-headed? I have no idea. And why seven? <laughs> I have no idea. All right. Well, many cures include drinking water. So drink a glass of water backwards or from the wrong side until water runs out of your nose. I think you can also do that without the water running out your nose. Yeah, I've never I've never heard that part. I've heard the drinking backwards. I yeah. think that's what it was most common when I was growing up. I think our say. friend Barb said that's the way it works for that's her. That's true. <laughs> Other water-related cures are to drink slow sips of water or gulp water very quickly. Drink water from a glass covered with a paper towel. Get someone to cup your ears as you drink a glass of water. A two-person cure. A two-person cure. (laughs) Take 10 sips of water while not taking a breath. Hmm. Similar one, Norwegians, our people, put a sharp knife in your water glass and take three sips while holding your breath. Wow. That seems complicated. Kind of (laughs) scary. Which way is the the sharp? Point oh. up. Is it up or is it down? I don't know. Oh, man, it better be down. <laughs> <laughs> or you got bigger problems than hiccups. <laughs> so the Finns, um, they skip the breath-holding part of that, and they swap a spoon for a knife. And then they also say to throw some sugar in the water as well, and that the spoon should be facing away from you. Other cold water-related cures include plunging into it, splashing it onto your face, taking a cold shower, gargling with cold water, or eating some ice. Interesting. Breathing changes are also popular. Hold your breath and count to three or five, or you pick. Hold your breath and swallow three or five, or you pick. Take a deep diaphragmatic breath, which stimulates the vagus nerve, and it's best to do this in a warm bath. That one sounds good to me. That sounds good, too. Breathe into a paper bag, but never a plastic bag. If you live in the Ozarks, a popular cure supposedly is to stand on one leg and recite five times in the same breath, hiccup, stick up, lick up, hiccup, hiccup, stick up, lick up, hiccup. I don't even know if I can do it five times. <laughs> well, but also in one breath? Yeah, it's a lot. If you're from that area, we would love to hear from you if that's, yeah. if that's something that, that you do or that you've heard about. Another cure is to sing the alphabet song. Each time you hiccup, you have to start over. By the time you get through the whole song, your hiccup should be gone. I suppose these are kind of related to breathing alterations. Yeah. There are also food-related cures. Mm. Eat a spoonful of sugar or honey or ginger or something sweet or something sour. Suck on a lemon or put a few drops of vinegar on your tongue. I think my husband sucks on a lemon. I've heard that. I've also heard that as a like a mean thing to say to someone. Like, go <laughs> yeah. suck a lemon. Have you heard that? I have. I don't think that's related to hiccups. And my husband really likes lemons, so well, he may go. do it even without the hiccups. <laughs> All right. And then also potentially eating something spicy. Not sure why this helps, as the cause of hiccups might be spicy food, but maybe as a distraction. And the last group of cures are more pressure point related. Some of these are thought to help relax the vagus nerve or disrupt the signals from the phrenic nerve. So one is to gently pull or forcefully stick out your tongue. 
One is to sit with your knees to your chest. I've heard that one. Yeah. Stick a finger or tongue depressor down your throat. Gently rub your eyeballs. I don't like that. I haven't heard that one. I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure of the physiology of that one. but <laughs> Or press lightly on either side of your nose while swallowing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So these are all old wives' tales or folklore, but there is a new device on the market that may help. Dr. Ali Safi, a neurosurgeon at UT Health Science Center in San Antonio, he had a few patients who'd been hiccuping for 10 to 12 years, and he really wanted to find a cure. So he invented a device that he says instantly relieves hiccups. He was actually on Shark Tank. Oh, good for him. Yeah. So his device was called Hickaway. We're not sponsored, but we're open to it. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a bent straw with a pressure valve based on the Bernoulli principle. When you drink water through the straw, you have to apply about five times more effort using the diaphragm to get the water to your mouth. That makes the diaphragm forcefully pull down, which can break the cycle of diaphragmatic spasms. I think you can buy it. It's about 14 bucks on Amazon, or you can buy it in our HEB grocery stores here in San Antonio. We're also not sponsored by HEB, but we're open to it. (laughs) We'll put the link in our show notes, and if anybody's tried this out, let us know. So as you've just heard, there are dozens of supposed cures and one possible cure for hiccups. But what's the bottom line, Susan? Okay. Hiccup bottom line. Hiccups are extremely common and anyone can get them at any age. Most bouts are mild, thankfully, and resolve naturally after a few minutes. But if they persist beyond two days, you definitely want to see a doctor. It seems that there's a wide range of things that can trigger hiccups, but to reduce your chances of getting them, you should try to eat and drink slowly and not too much at once. That's good advice all the time. Agreed. And the best cure seems to be to wait them out, and most of the time, they'll resolve on their own. Perhaps one day, we'll all have widespread access to a device like Hickaway. And that's our deep dive into hiccups. We sincerely hope all of your bouts with hiccups are mild. If you have a cure that we didn't mention, we'd love to hear about it. You can contact us at yournutritionprofs.com or yournutritionprofs at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us today. On our next episode, we will answer the question, should we be taking dietary supplements? That's a good one. Class Class dismissed. dismissed. you enjoyed this episode you can find the show notes and a list of sources on our website yournutritionprofs.com your homework is to follow us at yournutritionprofs on instagram and to listen to our next episode you can listen on amazon prime apple podcasts spotify or anywhere podcasts are found we'd appreciate it if you'd like us write a review subscribe and invite your family and friends to join us too If you have a nutrition or health question you'd like answered, let us know. We may do a show about it. Send an email to yournutritionprofs at gmail.com or click on the Contact Us page on our website. Thanks to Brian Pittman for creating our artwork. You can find him on Instagram at brianpittman77. See See you next time. time.